Now, when you understand the science of creation, and you understand it happens in the generous present moment, and you're practicing every single day on how to be present, you're not going to start creating until you know that you're beyond yourself and you're creating in the present moment. You know when you're there and when you're not. And you're creating by changing your energy. And you understand when there's a vibrational match between your energy and some potential in the quantum field, you no longer have to go anywhere to get it. You are the magnet. You're drawing the experience. You're collapsing time and space or experience that are coming to you. You understand the science behind that. I guarantee you that you won't be rushing and competing to get anywhere. Everybody else will be rushing and competing. You'll be doing just the opposite. You'll just be in the present moment, changing your energy, understanding that there's a better way to do it. Why is it so hard to change? Imagine that your mother loved to suffer and through long observation, you unconsciously saw that this behavior pattern enabled her to get what she wanted in life. Let's also say that you've had a few tough experiences in your own life, which created quite a bit of suffering for you. Those memories still elicit an emotional reaction centered around a specific person at a particular place at a certain time in your life. You've thought about the past often enough and somehow those memories are easy to recall, even automatic. Now, imagine that for more than 20 years you've practiced thinking and feeling, feeling and thinking about suffering. Actually, you no longer need to think about the past event to create the feeling. You can't seem to think or act any other way than how you always feel. You've memorized suffering by your recurrent thoughts and feelings, those related to that incident as well as other events in your life. Your thoughts about yourself and your life tend to be colored by feelings of victimization and self-pity. Repeating the same thoughts and feelings you've courted for more than 20 years has conditioned your body to remember the feeling of suffering without much conscious thought this seems so natural and normal now. It's who you are. And any time you try to change anything about yourself, it's like the road turns back on you. You're right back to your old self. What most people don't know is that when they think about a highly charged emotional experience, they make the brain fire in the exact sequences and patterns as before. They are firing and wiring their brains to the past by reinforcing those circuits into ever more hardwired networks. They also duplicate the same chemicals in the brain and body in varying degrees, as if they were experiencing the event again in that moment. Those chemicals begin to train the body to further memorize that emotion. Both the chemical results of thinking and feeling, feeling and thinking, as well as the neurons firing and wiring together, condition the mind and the body into a finite set of automatic programs. We are capable of reliving a past event over and over, perhaps thousands of times in one lifetime. It is this unconscious repetition that trains the body to remember that emotional state equal to or better than the conscious mind does. When the body remembers better than the conscious mind, that is when the body is the mind. That's called a habit. Psychologists tell us that by the time we're in our mid-30s, our identity or personality will be completely formed. This means that for those of us over 35, we have memorized a select set of behaviors, attitudes, beliefs, emotional reactions, habits, skills, associative memories, conditioned responses and perceptions that are now subconsciously programmed within us. Those programs are running us because 
the body has become the mind. This means that we will think the same thoughts, feel the same feelings, react in identical ways, behave in the same manner, believe the same dogmas, and perceive reality the same ways. About 95% of who we are by midlife is a series of subconscious programs that have become automatic. Driving a car, brushing our teeth, overeating when we're stressed, worrying about our future, judging our friends, complaining about our lives, blaming our parents, not believing in ourselves, and insisting on being chronically unhappy, just to name a few. If you begin to condition your body into the emotion of that future, and you could become familiar with that emotion because you could bring it up every day, and you could keep becoming more familiar with the way you're thinking, the way you're acting, and the way you're feeling. If you actually feel the emotions of your future before they happen, you'll never look for it. Why would you look for that future if it felt like it already happened? Get ready. I'm telling you, get ready because weird things are going to happen in your life. The side effect of that is the synchronicity, the serendipity, the coincidence, the opportunity, the unusual event that causes you to do the And I'm not talking about a parking space either. I'm talking about a real life event <laughs> where your world is rocked and somehow you come to the awareness, the consciousness, the understanding that somehow you're creating. Since the body becomes the subconscious mind, it's easy to see that in situations when the body becomes the mind, the conscious mind no longer has much to do with our behavior. The instant we have a thought, feeling, or reaction, the body runs on automatic pilot. We go unconscious. Take, for example, a mother driving a minivan to drop her kids off at school. How is she able to navigate traffic, break up arguments, drink her coffee, shift gears, and help her son blow his nose all at once? Much like a computer program, these actions have become automatic functions that can run very fluidly and easily. Mom's body is skillfully doing everything because it has memorized how to do all these deeds through much repetition. She no longer has any conscious thought about how she does them. They are habitual. Think about that. 5% of the mind is conscious. Struggling against the 95% that is running subconscious automatic programs. We've memorized a set of behaviors so well that we have become an automatic habitual body mind. In fact, when the body has memorized a thought, action, or feeling to the extent that the body is the mind. When mind and body are one, we are in a state of being the memory of ourselves. And if 95% of who we are by age 35 is a set of involuntary programs, memorized behaviors, and habitual emotional reactions, it follows that 95% of our day we are unconscious. We only appear to be awake. So a person may consciously want to be happy, healthy, or free, but the experience of hosting 20 years of suffering and the repeated cycling of those chemicals of pain and pity have subconsciously conditioned the body to be in a habitual state. We live by habit when we're no longer aware of what we're thinking, doing, or feeling. We become unconscious. The greatest habit we must break is the habit of being ourselves. 
Here are some practical illustrations of the body being in a habitual state. Have you ever been unable to consciously remember a phone number? Try as you may, you can't even recall three digits out of the string of numbers required to make the call. And yet, you can pick up the phone and watch as your fingers dial the number. Your conscious thinking brain can't remember the number, but you've practiced this action so many times with your fingers that your body now knows and remembers better than your brain. Similarly, I can recall times when I worked out at a gym and had a locker with a combination lock. I was so tired after the workout that I couldn't remember the combination. I'd stare at that dial, trying to recall the sequence of three numbers, and they wouldn't surface However, when I started to twirl the dial, the combination would come back to me, almost as if by magic. Again, this happens because we practice something so many times that our bodies know better than our conscious minds. The body subconsciously has become the mind. Remember that 95% of who we are by age 35 sits in the same subconscious memory system in which the body automatically runs a program set of behaviors and emotional reactions. In other words, the body is running the show. In truth, the body is the servant of the mind. It follows that if the body has become the mind, the servant has become the master. And the former master, the conscious mind, has gone to sleep. The mind might think it's still in charge, but the body is influencing decisions equal to its memorized emotions. Now, let's say the mind wants to get back in control. What do you think the body is going to say? Where have you been? Go back to sleep. I've got it together here. You don't have the will, the persistence, or the awareness to do what I have been doing all this time while you were unconsciously following my orders. I even modified my receptor sites over the years in order to serve you better. You thought you were running things while I have been influencing you all along and urging you to make all of your decisions equal to what feels right and familiar. And when the 5% that is conscious is going against 95% that is running subconscious automatic programs, the 95% is so reflexive that it only takes one stray thought or a single stimulus from the environment to turn on the automatic program again. Then we're back to same old, same old, Thinking the same thoughts, performing the same actions, but expecting something different to happen in our lives. When we try to regain control, this is when the body signals the brain to begin talking us out of our conscious goals. Our internal chatter comes up with a um, battery of reasons why we should not attempt to do anything out of the ordinary, not break out of the habituated state of being that we're used to. It will pick up all of our weaknesses, which it knows and fosters, and hurl them at us one by one. We create worst-case scenarios in our minds so that we don't have to rise above those familiar feelings. Because when we try to break the internal chemical order we have made so second nature, the body goes into chaos. Its internal badgering feels nearly irresistible, and plenty of times we succumb.